Now, turning more generally to the exhibition design as a whole, what factors have influenced the design? I mean, in terms of the arrangement of the works, the wall colour, the lighting and mm. so on. Mm. Well, the wall colour is white because Howard's work is so fantastically colourful. <laughs> colourful. It doesn't require any additional colour. The exhibition will primarily be hung chronologically, so we will start in the very early 1970s and move through to the final works that he produced in 1999. Because motifs and ideas recur across that, let's say, 30-year period, we're not going to be strictly chronological, but it is important to provide a journey for people through an artist's work. But where, for instance there's a tattooed hands or a tattooed feet from 1983, but then there's a tattooed head from 1988. We may have them in proximity to one another or we may have them quite separated mm-hmm. and the tattooed head might be near an interior mm-hmm. or a, a, another abstract work. So it just depends, but primarily we our, our thinking has been to create a chronological journey for people. Right. And right. only on white walls and it will be quite brightly lit because it's a, it's Howard's work is exuberant and lively and it's not dramatic, it's not overly theatrical, it it very much speaks for itself. So we're just putting these fantastically coloured works on the wall, very sophisticated compositions and letting them speak for themselves. So the exhibition design is very open. Uh, It's not a series of little boxes. It's very much designed so that people can... It's in four rooms and there, there are lots of sight lines from one room to the next, across spaces from one wall to the other, so that people can begin to see that even though they're looking at 30 years of work, there are ideas that cross time as well, you know, and that right. he, he would have an idea from the 70s, it reoccurs in the 80s, reoccurs in the 90s. Sure. That sure. kind of thing. Now, I was wondering if you could elaborate a little on the writing of the didactic panels for this exhibition. What sort of considerations are taken into account when, when you write them or whoever writes them? Well, the curator is responsible for writing the didactic panels and the didactic panels are a way into the themes or the ideas in a particular exhibition space. We don't have labels for every single work, for instance, but we can explain to people what they're looking at as they move through the room. And to that end, didactic panels need to be relatively short, generally no more than 150 words because we don't want people standing there reading forever. No. They need to be able to be read by everyone from a 13 to 15-year-old to a 25 to 50-year-old. So we write them to be very accessible, but we don't dumb down the ideas. So we have to be very careful about language we use and the sentence structure. And there's a formula to which one can correspond. In museum studies, one learns there's a formula and you write a particular way and it's really the, the average age that you target uh, a didactic panel to is around 15 or 16. So Really? There are certain principles that you apply to the writing of d- didactic panels. Right. Well, thank you for Not explaining that. Not that I can remember that. any of them. <laughs> <In such laughs> They're kind detail. of ingrained now. Uh, so it's really quite a skill that you have to master in order to be a successful well, the, well, curator the didactic and panel, communicate well Yeah, with the, the didactic, pa- didactic panels have to communicate. Mm, mm. But, and they have to communicate effectively, but they also have to communicate something of the complexity of the work, mm-hmm. but in mm. the most accessible manner. So yeah. they are a challenge. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> 